Good morning. Please join me in reading Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Please join me in prayer. Almighty God, I'm, I'm very thankful for this church family, Lord, and uh, I pray for all those who are not here today, who are traveling and visiting family and enjoying the holiday season, Lord. Also, I want to lift up the Strebeck family, the Looney family, as they embark on new beginnings, both here and at Delhart. Uh, Lord, uh, again, uh, with the video Ken was sharing, I, I again want to celebrate the blessing of the birth of your son, Lord. And Lord, be with Ken as he brings this uh, sermon to us, and I pray that uh, your words are his words. And then uh, let us all join in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, please enjoy today's special message. I think in the bulletin there was a centering special that was going to be played, and the special is today you get to go out of here three or four minutes earlier than normal. With last week's Christmas Eve service on Sunday, we celebrated the coming birth of our Savior. It was a great anticipation as we knew what God did for us. He was providing each of us an opportunity to be forgiven for our sinful ways and offering us a place with Him. In a devotional by Rick Warren on Christmas Eve, he states that most people never learn how to really live. They're just existing. Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I have come in order that you might have life. Life in all its fullest. Think about that. I have come in order that you might have life. Life in all its fullest. Not life just to get by, not life just to make it from one day to the next, but life truly as its fullest. He came at Christmas to give us three kinds of life that take care of our past, our present, and our future. The first one, the past, Jesus came to give us new life. That means everything we've ever done wrong is completely forgiven and forgotten. He wipes the sake clean. Don't I wish I could do that. When someone says they are born again, that just means that Jesus gave them a fresh start in life. 
If you step across the line and accept God's grace and ask Him to forgive you, then you don't need to feel guilty about your past. You get a new life. Well, how about the present? Jesus came to give us abundant life. You were made for more than just survival, success, or earthly significance. You were made for a life of purpose. Jesus calls it abundant life. A life where your values and your meaning and your significance all come together. That's the life God meant for each one of us to live. How about the third one, the future? Jesus came to give you eternal life. God will take care of our past. God will take care of our present. And God will take care of our future. That's His Christmas gift to each one of us through His Son, Jesus Christ. If we go back to Ephesians, Paul talks in this passage as he does in Romans 6.6 6, and Colossians 3.9 that our old self is who we were before our conversion to be a child of God. Sin is so deceptive that it makes us think that the things that are very harmful and corruptive to us are what's really best for us. So maybe this is a way to be reborn in Christ. Is this not a way to start the new year as a different person by using the New Year's resolution to change who we are and what we do. Maybe it's like a reptile that sheds its skin. Well, wait, we're here in Sweetwater, Texas. Maybe it's like a rattlesnake that sheds its skin and their colors are fresh and new. For us, it's a shedding away of life that has led us down a path we shouldn't be following and many times with people that we shouldn't be following also. It's giving us a lifestyle, even though it may be fun at the time, that is destructive to us, our family, and our future. It's giving us friends that hold us back or encourages us to have fun and not worry about others. Can we not ask God for forgiveness for our sins and lead a godly-centered life? For me, it's things like forgiveness, coveting, and the use of words. Forgiveness is the thing that comes to mind for me when I start thinking about those things. We know that asking forgiveness and forgiving are things that we divide into two separate categories. Forgiveness to self for something maybe that I did wrong. Or maybe it's something that we didn't do. How about forgiveness to others? How was I treated? Or what did they do to me? Maybe they said something that offended me. In Psalms 103, verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How about coveting? Something that someone else has. 
Sometimes it's someone else that we want. Or money. Or cars. Or a raptor like John McPherson has that I want really bad. Or a house or job or vacation. Or on and on and on and on. That grass always seems to be greener on the other side. I think Russ and Nolan has all the green grass out there. Nobody else does. We need to only go back to the Ten Commandments. It says in Exodus twenty seventeen, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. How about words? Raising my kids, words were tough. Words that we say and sometimes don't mean. What about the words that we don't say that we should have? Or the tones that we use when we do say a word? Or the body language that you, we do sometimes when we say nothing? And I know any parent probably has seen this one before. How many times have you seen your kids roll your eyes at you? Where did they learn that? Probably us rolling our eyes at them. And the one that hit me the most was using the word but. I can remember many times of congratulating my kids, but always end with but if you work harder. The thing I learned was when I put that butt in there, it wiped out all the good things I said. Proverbs 12, 18 says, there's one whole rash words that are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Do we forget that God goes before us as it says in Deuteronomy 31, 8 through 9? The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. Catch that. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And then there's this thing that we all really don't like talking about. It's called baggage. The stuff that we carry with us every day. We don't give it to God because the list is long. It's my problem. I created it. I'll fix it. God has bigger things to deal with than my baggage. Well, I've got an example of a few things here. Of some baggage. And I'd say by now that each of you are probably thinking, I don't have that baggage, but they can probably take the titles off those and put your name on it, or whichever piece you have. So maybe regrets. How many regrets do each one of us have of something that we should have done? Or regret something that we did that we shouldn't have done? 
And the thing we forget is God wants that stuff. But how many times do we give it to God and then as soon as He turns His back, we walk over and grab it back because it's, it's ours. It's almost like a badge of honor. How about envy? I do really like that Raptor truck. That's really nice. I'd like to have it in my driveway. Now, John will probably park it in the driveway and take the keys so I can't do anything with it. But how many times do we use envy? Everybody, it's like the grass is greener on the other side. Everybody has a nicer house. Everybody drives a nicer car. Everybody's life is much better than ours. But you don't know what's behind closed doors. The forgiveness is one that, by example, I spent 10 years not wanting to talk to my brother. We had a falling out when he left Sweetwater. The longer it went, the deeper it was. It was truly a badge of honor. I was proud that I was mad at him. He was 1,300 miles away from here and had no idea what was going on. I kept that inside me. And I've heard many, many times people say, you know, why would God forgive you if you can't forgive others? But it just it went in one ear and right out the other one. All of a sudden, one day, I don't know if I had an ear plug in or whatever it was, but it stuck. We have a great relationship now. It was hard. I can't say I forgot everything, but I can tell you that I don't think about those things anymore. So give it to God. Do not take it back. Hebrews 12.1 tells us, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And that was one of the things that tripped me up. And we prepared to close this morning. One of the issues I have with New Year's resolutions are God provides us a New Year's resolution every day, every morning, every night. Why do we think we have to wait a whole year to get rid of our baggage? God allows us to reach Him at any time, 24-7, 365. And here's a story you might have heard that shows us how close we are or how close He is to each one of us. It is titled, Let God Hold Your Hand. One day you were crossing a bridge with God. You were scared, so you asked God, can I hold your hand so I don't fall into the river? God said, no, my child, I should hold your hand. He asked, what's the difference? God replied, 
If you hold my hand and something happens, you might let go. If I hold your hand, no matter what happens, I'll never let go. God is always with us. He never lets us go. God's got this and all things, no matter what. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Here's what I'm going to ask each one of you. Forgive yourself. Forgive your family. Forgive your friends. Forgive your enemies. This is the tough one. Reach out to those that you've been separated from, no matter what the reason is. Do it today. We don't, aren't guaranteed that we'll have tomorrow. I want you to pray God changes you in a way that is pleasing to Him. May He use each one of us as a disciple to help others in a way that we never imagined that we could do. Ask God to teach each one of us to love others and ourselves like He loves each one of us. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for today. Thank You for this last day of 2023 and the glorious things that will come each day. Remind us that New Year's resolutions are something that can happen at any moment, at any second in our lives because You're always there for us, always there with us. And when we give something to You, You forgive us, You forget it, we're the ones that want to take it back. Help us do a better job of reaching out to those that we love, that we're just mad at for whatever reason it might be. Give us strength to set an example for those around us that we can give guidance and be the disciple that you want us to be. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.